So, so your mic, your mic is nice and hot, just like Phil and Tim. Reclaimed audio, upcycling and making with reclaimed materials. Hey everybody, welcome to Reclaimed Audio. I'm your host, Bill Lavalsi. With me as always is Mr. William Lutz. How you doing, Lutz? I am doing so well, Bill. How are you? It's been a while, man. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited that, that uh, we get to play with each other once again. Did that come out okay? That came out all kinds of wrong, but let's just go with it. Is this, is this what's going on? You're going to turn the, the whole tables on us, on Tim and I, all of a sudden where you're getting your revenge? Is that what this is? What? Yeah, no, are no. Some, are you getting some feedback there? I, I'm, 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 feeling, I'm feeling some kind of negativity here that just, you know, I can't, especially coming from the, uh, the other side of the country, Bill, I would think that they would be a little bit nicer over there. They have a reputation that apparently is no longer valid. Uh-huh. Okay. Anyway, I guess this is what justice deserves. All right, for. fine. Fine. Okay. All right. Yeah. Guys, uh, with us this week is Bill Lavolsi, and, um, and this is episode 32 for June 15th, 2016. Our top Patreon supporters are Luis Gonzalez, Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. Can I, can, I, can I not do the horn anymore? Isn't it? I mean, there's no disrespect to Mr. DeResta or anybody, but I think the horn's been played out. That's fine. Okay. That's cool. You'll just find another instrument. Um, Trust in Timber, Sean Petty, and Scott Turner. Before we continue, I just want to throw a huge shout-out and thank you to Lynn from Darbin Orver. She was on the show last week, and she has been blasting the show on social media, and it's really, really appreciated. So thank you so much, Lynn. We love you. Yes. Gentlemen, what are we working on? Guest of honor, Mr. Lavolsi, what are you working on? What's on your, what's on your bench? Well, uh, it's funny you should ask because I actually have kind of a major project coming up. Uh, I am currently working on a book with Mr. Jimmy DeResta. Wow, seriously, tell us about it. So when I met Jimmy at Maker Faire, uh, we were just sitting around talking, and he mentioned something about how much he hates writing. And so I mentioned that, first of all, I'm a writer. But he knew that, but I mentioned that I'm a writer, and also I had this idea for a book. And so Jimmy, if you've ever interacted with him, you know he's up for anything. You give him an idea, and he's like, yeah, sure, let's do it. So he said, yeah, let's do it. Here's my number. Call me when you get home. So when I got home, I was like, hi, sweetheart. Nice to be home. I got to go write a book. See you in six months. <laughs> and so I sent over an outline, and uh, he's happy with it. So it's, it's very early stages. We're kind of getting to know each other, but it's coming along. It's going to be pretty good. Are you allowed to talk about the premise of the book? Yeah, well, we don't have a publisher yet. We're, we're not shopping for publishers yet. I'm still trying to, you know, put it together. We have no doubt whatsoever that we're going to publish the book, but I'm actually trying to have some material written before we take it anywhere. But it's going to be partially a biography of, of how Jimmy became Jimmy, and then partially sort of his advice to people who want to do this for a career or his philosophy and his outlook on certain topics. So do you think it'll be mostly picked up by DC or Marvel? <laughs> I was actually going for Dark Horse. Oh, yes. oh Rebel. Yes. Yeah. Spawn, very nice. Mm. But yeah, and it's convenient that this came along now because it's summer. I live in Las Vegas. It's 110 degrees outside. If I can stay out of the shop, that would be nice. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be a problem. It is, and there's no air conditioning. I mean, I have, a, I have a big fan that I just try to keep pointed at my head so I don't pass out, but mm. it's... I'm definitely not the type of person who wants to hang out in 
110 degree weather if I can avoid now, it. Now, when you say a big fan that hangs out over your head, you're not talking when I come over and stand on the hood of the car, right? That's exactly what I mean. Oh. Yeah. You're my cheering section, Bill. I am. Mm-hmm. I think, okay. Uh, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> let's let the two of you do that. Well, everybody who's not named Bill can leave, and we'll just continue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For the love of God, Tim, uh, what are you working on? (laughs) Why do you always go to me after this? (laughs) I'm looking for sanity. I'm panning over to you. Please inject some. Okay. uh, What am I? What? What? What am I not working on? I think is the question for this week. I've got Mm -hmm. just like a lot of things, but so besides in the shop, um, I've got a a couple small projects like a bar cart and like a kitchen cart I'm making, and then this lamp I'm revamping. I've got um, some other stuff I'm working on. Like uh, one of my good customers, Dana, he's actually a a Patreon supporter. He's the guy I made the whiskey cabinet for. uh, One of my videos, Palette and Walnut Whiskey Cabinet. He has some some handles for this uh, like bureau he's had since he was a kid that he wants me to kind of recreate. Because a couple of them were busted, so I've got a bunch of little things like that going on. And then on top of that, um, uh, I had I had built the most beautiful cabinet out of reclaimed materials that you could ever possibly build. I built it last year to put into our home bathroom to replace the vanity that was in there because we've been having some issues with it, and uh, it didn't work. <laughs> it doesn't fit. So so we're in the middle of this. So I ended up going to the store and buying a vanity. No, uh, like, no, yeah. say it's not so. It's it's horrible because now we have no bathroom sink, you know, and everything's torn apart. And I have a family of four, and so I have the. Buy... I don't even want to know where you brush ah. your teeth at, then. Uh, your house. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, and then the one that we bought wasn't going to work because it's like one of those things where the guy had done the work himself. It's not a code, so it doesn't line up, and it's just this whole nightmare I'm dealing with too. Oh that was God. why I was late coming to record the podcast because I was trying. I was out. We are uh, using the outdoor shower um, because it's warm here now, and and uh, our bathroom's all torn apart. And so I'm trying to get that done on top of all these other things. Oh, and then I met this like super cool lady today. Uh, I'm gonna help her. It's not even a reclaimed project, but she's got this fence that she wants help with. She's got this really interesting house her father built, and I'm gonna put up some a picture on Insta, uh, Facebook or Instagram of that from there. Her father has passed for a while now, and she's she's older and she's living in the home. But he was a a, a local just like doctor, like you know house calls, a little black bag kind of doctor. But he's a woodworker and a, and a maker on the side, kind of that generation, you know, where they kind of made like all these guys kind of made stuff, kind of like Bob Claggett was talking about with his grandfather a little bit and. And there's just she was showing me some of the stuff around this house. He built the house that she was in, which is amazing. There's this beautiful garden, and and um, and there's this dragon this, that he made. He carved out of like logs, and and he didn't use a chain. It's not a chainsaw carving. It's like a carving, and it's like as tall as me. And so I got to go there today. That was like the super amazing thing. Um, it's just so nice to go out into your world sometimes and just see like that. There's all these amazing people like right in your neighborhood. You know, it's 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 just such an amazing place. Uh, Bill, what are you working on? Well, I just finished my Dragon's Lair, the ultimate three-story condo for bearded dragons that I utilized to the utmost of my potential. (laughs) Um, So video editing will begin forthwith after this uh, recording, actually. I will start the, and I don't know if I actually remember how, because I think it's been three years since I put out a video. So, <laughs> um, and I'm also working on, I, I got a bunch of stuff coming up and I'm really excited. There's um, 
um, uh, an industrial light challenge thing that our buddy from uh, across the world, um, I for, I, Scott Turner, mm-hmm. I believe. Yep. Uh, uh, I got a really cool idea for that. I have an old machete that I plan on doing a refurb on. Uh, Mr. Luis Gonzalez uh, talked me out of cutting it up and making a smaller knife. He says, no, you got to just, just refurb it and, and put a really nice handle on it and blah, 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 blah. I have um, some orange rubber paneling I wouldn't, that I would like to make a, like a knapsack or something out of coming up. I have uh, a bunch of ideas that I'm, I'm ready to do, but they're not going to be large. All of these projects are going to be somewhat small because I'm tired of building really big furniture and I don't <laughs> want to ever do that again for a while. It's heavy. It's heavy and I'm old. I'm just, yeah, yeah I want to make something that I can hold in both hands and go, look how cool that is. <laughs> <laughs> that is fun. I, I, um, I got a bunch of stuff going right now. So the first thing that I did was I was walking in our warehouse and there were some fluorescent lighting laying about. I got some fluorescent fixtures from work and, uh, and I was able to put them at the, in, the, in the garage and now I can see what I'm doing, which is a real pleasure because I had a little spotlight that was constantly on my face as I was working and that was the horrible lighting I was working with. But now it's amazing. I've got a whole bunch of uh, whiskey boxes to get out, and I just did a coffee table build made out of four crates, and uh, I put that up on Instagram and uh, got a nice little reaction out of that. So uh, that one was built last night, and and uh, I'm going to stain and seal tomorrow night, and then I'm going to deliver on Friday. So that's what I've been working on. Hey, have you uh, have you consulted Mr. Uh, have you consulted Mr. Rod Reyes as far as your lighting goes? I, t- I tried to tag him, but he's not on Instagram, and, uh, and, uh, but I'll reach out to him on Facebook, yeah. Uh, what I wrote was, uh, I get it. I completely get it now, Rod. <laughs> yeah, lighting is nice. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a pleasure. Yeah. You kids nowadays and your modern conveniences, I swear. Well, you know, back in the day, yeah, you had to work by the sunlight, you know, and we have this advantage now. Like, I mean, Phil could have never been a woodworker in the 1800s with his lifestyle. If it were, no, of course. Because his lifestyle wouldn't be this way. But he would have died. He would have died. Lutz, what was it like working by candlelight? <laughs> well, yeah, I gotta tell you. <laughs> well, it's actually it's kind of nice because not only do you have the light that you need, but you got the warmth all in one package. And see, Fair I was enough. an upcycler from way back. I upcycled heat and light. That's okay. right. I said it. You heard it here first. <clears throat> All right. When a project didn't turn out as intended, you have the fire that you need to erase all the evidence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know that song, You Got the Fire Down Below? Don't drop your candle. That's all I'm saying. All right, we're going to move on ahead to, um, to our topic. And this one uh, was brought to us by our guest of honor. And, uh, and I think that it's uh, very appropriate, certainly for, for you know, Bill, your, uh, your current situation. But I think it's, it's relevant for all of us who make and who strive to do anything on our own. So I'm going, to let you, uh, I'm going to let you introduce it. What's this week's topic? Okay, the topic, the topic that we decided on for this week, well, that I forced on you for this week, is fear, specifically no fear. So how to overcome fear, what kinds of fears you might encounter, how they would affect your work, etc., and so on. And what, maybe a, why a healthy fear is, is natural and, and maybe a, a help sometimes. 
Well, I think we can draw um, a distinction between fear and caution, and I think caution is good and fear is not. Yes, there yes, is. there is a difference. Uh, healthy fear is what people call it, but I don't think healthy fear really makes sense to me. I think it's more caution is what we mean by that because it's it's important to be cautious and to understand the results of what may happen, but fear, I think that just always gets in the way. That's right. I stole that from you, didn't I, Tim? Uh, yeah, well, we're, we, I don't think you stole it from me, but we were talking about it last week when we were talking about you know your book and whatnot. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. Well, wh- why don't you, uh, Bill, expound on that a little bit about what, like, well, maybe your personal um, story or where you're at right now and how it might relate to you, as much as you're comfortable sharing. Okay. Well, I, I only recently got into making. Uh, I didn't come from a family of makers. My parents didn't make anything really uh my grandparents didn't make anything i mean everybody they all worked in office jobs and they expected me to work in an office job so my way of rebelling against that was i went to school and majored in english (laughs) most useless thing i could find and then i actually i had a job for 10 years as a professional writer i was reviewing home theater equipment so oh, I actually cool. managed to find a use for that English degree, which was amazing all by itself. Yeah. But, just no, home theater? Ahead, just home it theater? It was just home theater, mostly projectors. <laughs> that was your job? For like 10 just, years. Just home theater equipment? Yes. I, I thought That's it was like electronics in niche. general. No. Wow. It was incredibly niche, and I did it for much too long. So anybody that's listening to this podcast that is looking for advice on building a home theater should ask somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I totally misread that. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, what I discovered recently, um, because like I said, I just got into making a little over a year ago. It's actually, it's been 14 months. So what are you making projectors? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That joke's not funny anymore, Tim. (laughs) Okay, that's it. That's it. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> but yeah, I got into woodworking, and then from woodworking, I got into everything else. So now I'm welding. I'm trying out metal etching using, you know, I have some old power supplies from electronics. So I'm hooking those up to a tank full of salt water and got a vinyl cutter and doing all kinds of crazy stuff like that. Just whatever I can think of and just combining things in whatever way I can will conceivably work in Mm. this tiny little shop space that I have in our garage. Mm. So, but that's kind of new. But what I realized recently was that I can use the writing skills that I developed doing 10 years of something that I didn't really care about and transfer them over to a topic that I do care about. And so I've been writing freelance articles for Make Magazine since mid-April. And that has turned out to be incredible. It's just, it's a ton of fun. I care about the, the people that I'm writing about and the things that they're doing. And I meet all these amazing people and I get to help them promote their projects through a platform that Make has developed over the years using skills that I developed, using, doing something I didn't particularly like. Mm. But to tie this all back to the topic, the only reason I have a relationship with Make is because I started a YouTube channel Back in December, and two weeks after I started the channel, I lost my job. Mm. And so I had to figure out a way to make ends meet. And luckily, I have a very loving, very supportive wife who has a full-time job. I love you, sweetheart. 
If I'm forcing you to listen to this, I love you very much. <laughs> she won't hear this on her own, but I'm going to make her listen to it. So, ba- Based upon the way things are going right now, Bill, I can say we all love her. <laughs> so, yeah, but she has a full-time job, so I still have, you know, modern conveniences like lights and health insurance, which is nice. <laughs> but in the meantime, I've been developing this making career and then writing articles for make and the only reason i'm writing articles for make is because i was desperate to find some way to contribute to the household and so i found one of their editors and i just messaged him out of the blue and i said do you guys need writers and the answer was yes that's awesome but there's no way i would have thought to do that if i hadn't lost my job were were you were you afraid to to just contact him or did you did was it like a sense of hesitation I think the hesitation was I I knew for the last couple of years that I wanted to transition out of that job, Mm -hmm. that I didn't enjoy it anymore. I wasn't getting anything out of it. I wasn't learning anything new. And I think if you're in a career and you're not learning anything new, it's time to move on. Just for your own professional development, if you're stagnating, you're not doing anybody any favors, including Mm -hmm. yourself or your employer for that matter, because you're not going to be satisfied. They're not going to be satisfied. So I was looking at making and going to YouTube as a way to transition away from that job. And then I just, uh, I guess what happened was I was afraid to just make the jump. I didn't want to just quit my job and go into something that I had no history in and no idea how I was going to make it work. So I guess I was afraid of it not working out. When I still had a job, I would have been afraid to contact the people at make just because what if they said no or what if it didn't work out or what if I wasn't good enough and what I realized after I lost my job was you have nothing to lose the current state of affairs is you don't work for these people if you contact them and they say no you still don't work for these people you haven't lost anything that's exactly it well said yeah, yeah. there is nothing negative can come from this yeah, it's that's what, that's what I wanted positive. to hear to say. Right. or at least neutral yep so having nothing to lose is, is one of the things you can do to overcome something that, that can be slightly terrifying. Um, what else did you do? I mean, because you, you didn't only just like approach make, you transitioned from having a, a job, you have the support from your wife, another thing that, that can help get over that hump. But what else can somebody do that's like transitioning into something that's new and scary or trying something new? I recently spoke to uh, Jocko of the Jocko Whatever YouTube channel. And Mm -hmm. he and David Welder have been doing a lot of work together lately, and they have this saying that they like, and it's, are you guys marked as explicit on iTunes? No. No? Just keep it family-friendly. Okay. (laughs) So their saying is, uh, F dreams make plans. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess as a way to combat that fear, instead of sitting around wishing that something would happen, find a way to, to take a step towards the thing that you want. Even if you are staying in your job because you need the paycheck or you have a family to support, which is, that's fine. You know, that's understandable. But find a way to, if, you, if what you really want is to do something else, then find a way to take steps in that direction. Mm-hmm. Don't just sit around waiting for something to fall into your lap because it won't. Mm. So, well Tim, said. I'm just out of curiosity because you did the same thing recently, kind of. I mean, you, you always you worked for yourself with the, with the music gig, but there was a point when you're like, okay, no more music, full-time making. Was there anything similar in that, in that respect? 
well, I'll, I'll back it up, and I was actually talking with Bill about this uh, when we were talking about this the other day. I'll back it up, like, a way back and, and get real personal, but I'll, I'll do it quickly. But basically, uh, long and short of it is um, I didn't want to go to college. I knew that everything about that whole path wasn't right for me, but I got I took a year off, and I kind of got bullied into it, and I ended up going to music college and, and doing that. And, and I dropped out, of course, because it didn't work out. So I, I felt like a failure, and I wanted to prove myself to my family that I wasn't a failure because I'm a hard worker. I was always a hard worker. And I, the whole time I was in college, I was working in a kitchen. And I was, you know, peeling carrots, washing dishes, you know, whatever they needed me to do. And, and uh, I decided to just put my all into that because I enjoyed it. I was working with my hands and tools and I got to sharpen stuff. You know, it was cool for a while. And um, so I busted my butt and I became the executive chef of a small hotel and, uh, you know, in, in kitchen and what I had a staff of like 20 people. And now it was no longer sharpening tools. And working with my hands, there was all this like business stuff as well, and it was like ninety hours a week, and uh, and I was making money, but I didn't really care. I mean, it was just whatever. I was just doing it, and I wasn't really happy, and I didn't know I wasn't happy. I was just living life, and it was in my early twenties. And then I found out that my best friend in high school had cancer, and um, and that changed everything. So I ended up quitting, moving back home to Connecticut. I was in Pennsylvania at the time, and uh, and he died, and he didn't make it. And so I decided that I wasn't going to spend another minute of my life doing something I didn't want to do. Uh, and so that was where I lost my fear. I didn't want to be afraid of, you know, I, I no longer cared about making money. I no longer cared about proving myself or being afraid to go out and take chances. And so I've been an artist ever since. I haven't had a, I mean, I've had jobs since then, um, but they've always been jobs that have funded my artistic endeavors. And they've been jobs that I've enjoyed. Uh, and when I don't enjoy them, I leave. And that's and if if I'm afraid of leaving, I've I've been doing it long enough now to where I don't really experience that fear anymore, and and I'm I, I said this to to Bill too I believe that I'm like I consider myself the the fairy godmother of getting people to quit their jobs or maybe I said it on this podcast, <laughs> but I I tell people that all the time like just just if you're not happy you got to get out because tomorrow could be it you got to get out and you got to go do something that's going to make you happy all that other stuff comes and goes and it doesn't matter. Um, so whether you're making or you're, you know, or you're painting or whatever you're doing, if you want to, if you want to be a, a ballerina, go out and try and be a ballerina because you know what, what else are you going to do? You're going to do something you don't like. Even if you're a horrible ballerina, at least you spent your life trying to be a ballerina. <laughs> That's kind of, you've inspired it. me to become a ballerina. I'm out of here. Go. Do it. Well, Phil, pick it up. Yeah. Pick it up, Phil. Uh, fear. Well, uh, to be honest with you, I'm still doing. I'm still doing my day job. I do this this at night. Um, but I think there was sort of a bit of a fear. You know, certainly when you start doing the YouTube videos, um, not that I have, uh, you know, that many in my repertoire. I think I'm up to 14 or 15, and I, I've taken a big hiatus. Um, but like I always keep saying, week in, week out, I have <laughs> this part four of the Rubo bench to edit and get out, and I still have to do that. But all to say, when I first started doing the videos, I was doing them weekly, and I was committed to doing them. And there is a bit of a fear of stepping in front of the camera and, and putting your face out there and putting your name out there and putting all these projects that you, you know, you do and you think so highly of. And, you know, what if someone criticizes it? What if I make a fool of myself? What if I do all of these things? And, you know, and, and then you do one, you do two, you get a reaction. And then by the third one, I was just sort of like, I'm hooked. I mean, like, I don't, I, if you say something bad, I will take it in stride. If you take it good, I'm flattered and I appreciate it. But, you know, I'm moving forward and that fear sort of evaporates very quickly. And, and you know, with this podcast, you know, approaching Tim was sort of a little fearful. I was like, you know, this 
in my mind, it was, uh, you know, Tim was kind of a, a big deal. You know, I've been watching him for a couple of years. and In nobody this, else's mind, though, you know that. Right? Yeah, now you know better. <laughs> you know, you sit close to the ballet, you see what's up the skirts. But, you know, before then. <laughs> when, you, when you sit in the mezzanine, oh, yeah. they look like rock stars, you know? So, But, uh, you know, I... <laughs> I uh, you know, the, everyone that we look up to here, we all sort of get starstruck. There's some celebrity to this, and, and that was true for me then, and probably not now. Tim's probably one of my closest friends at this point. I know, it's weird, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I was fearful. of Like, what if this guy, think, you know, says, no, I don't want anything to do with you, you weirdo, you know? And, <laughs> yeah, that was my first thought, said actually. Once. But yeah, yeah okay, exactly. <laughs> He said it once, and then after that, he got over it. But you were so persistent, oh, I had to say yes eventually. Well, it just made sense, you know. But so, so any endeavor, you know, large or small, you know, I certainly, I, I won't, um, I won't pretend that that the fear I had was anything like um, a career-changing thing. Although I have changed careers many times in my in my past, but uh, but what you guys are doing is a huge leap, and it's very different from what I did. You know, if I move from one job to the next, because I had the next one line up. So, but, but Bill, what you, well, do you, what you do have, you enjoy your job? The one I have now? Yes. I love it. It's great. Yeah. And I'm just actually transitioning yeah. into something a much bigger with a large, uh, large responsibility set that goes with it. So it's, it's pretty great. So why but, would you, uh, why would you leave it if you like it? Right. Oh, I have no plan to do yeah, that. Exactly. I, so I, you're not, it's, I'm, you're not there because you're afraid to leave. You're there because you like it. Yeah, no, no, I'm just going to continue burning the candle at both ends. I'm going to work during the day, and I'm going to be in the shop at night. But what I was going to say is that, you know, the cure for for fear is, of course, courage. You know, you can't have courage without fear. So I think that what what you're doing, Mr. Lavolsi, is very courageous, and that you are really putting yourself out there. Well, I can't remember where I heard it, but I think someone defined uh, courage as you're afraid of something, you know exactly what could happen, and then you do it anyway. (laughs) <laughs> that's you know that's a really good way to put it uh my 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 father always said to me growing up um uh, you can and i say it to my kids and because i'm turning into him <laughs> you you can do anything you want to do as long as you're willing to accept the consequences and the and the whole trick to that is understanding and knowing what the consequences are so like if you want to you know get drunk and drive your car 150 miles an hour down the highway go ahead and do it but understand you may kill someone you know, and you may go to jail for the rest of your life and all that you may kill yourself. You need to know all that stuff. And so that's the whole thing. It's all about knowledge because once you have knowledge, there's nothing to fear. You know, it's just you make well, decisions. That's a really good point because I think some of the scariest things in the world are is when you try and figure out what those consequences will be and you have no idea what they're going to be. And that's right. real fear. That's fear. And, but so that's, that's the goal, right? Is to understand. That's the unknown. Yeah, it's the only thing to fear. And even that is still, is the, the fear part is still irrational. Because it, just because you don't know what it is, it could be something really awesome. So what are you afraid of? There's a 50-50 chance there's something to be afraid of, right? Or right. I don't know. What the, but, so, but the, so it's all about uncovering knowledge and like seeking knowledge. I think and, that raises a, a really interesting point, which is uh, I think a lot of fear boils down to fear of the unknown. In fact, I think most fear does. But I think it's almost other, all fear. The yeah. other thing is the instant cure for fear of the unknown is try it. Yeah. <laughs> because as soon as you do, you're going to find out what happens, and then it won't be unknown anymore. So, yeah. you know, if I approached Make Magazine because I have nothing to lose, and then I end up going to Maker Fair and, and meeting, you know, Lutz, sadly, 
But <laughs> now you know. I'm at Maker Faire, and I meet Jimmy Duresta for the first time, and he apparently knew my, my articles because he explained it to people around him, and I freaked out a little bit. <laughs> that was great, but it's just he... He, he, did, he did freak out a little bit. I was there. Yeah. Well, I freaked out a lot, and thank you for downplaying it, but I freaked out a lot. But by the end of the weekend, I, I approach him and I'm saying, you know, hey, Superman, I want to write a book. Let's do it. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm approaching someone who is like a personal hero of mine, and I'm saying, let's work on something together. I am nobody. I have been doing this for no time. You've been doing this your entire <laughs> life. Let's work on something because we're on equal footing, and that should work. And he and he's <laughs> totally game for it. And so I think the experience just asking make you know, can I write for you guys? And they said, yes. And that kind of gave me the, the courage to go, oh, the worst thing that can possibly happen is they say no. And then I'm right back where I am right now. Yep. So when we went to Maker Fair, I was not nearly as shy about it as I would have been before that experience. Mm. Because there is no way, if you had told me six months ago, oh, by the way, yeah, you're going to be working on anything at all with, with Jimmy Duresta, I would have, I would have laughed in your face. <laughs> Well, see, I, th I think that encouragement that you get from people is another way to to alleviate some of your fears. Um, and you have to take that wherever it presents itself. For example, regardless of Jimmy, what's his bucket? Um, <laughs> when, when, you, when you talked about going to Maker Faire, you said me first and then the other guy. See, so that's encouraging to me. That takes away some of the fears that, that well, I don't really, I'm not afraid of anything, but... <laughs> just again, you said my name first and then Jimmy's. So I'm just throwing that out there. For, <laughs> Guys, for that's the takeaway. Yeah, that's the takeaway. That's it. Pretty much that's it's it. It's because so. you haunt my dreams, Bill. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, I'd be more afraid of Bill than, or Lutz than, than Jimmy, too. <laughs> Speaking of Lutz, um, what, you want to take us down your road to defeating fear? Oh, wow. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I wasn't kidding. There's not a lot. As you get a little bit older um, that I'm afraid of anymore, but my biggest fear has always been uh, anxiety about people. I don't really like people, or that's what I thought for a long time. <clears throat> and uh, that is one of the biggest fears I had, but I come to find out that it's not a fear of people. It's a fear of being around people that I don't have anything in common with which is why the maker community has been so amazing to me. Um, but I still struggle with that. Uh, for example, this uh, last Friday uh, was my niece's graduation, and we went to that. And I, it was a 40-minute ride from my house the entire way. I have such anxiety still to this day about going, being around people that I don't know, in a, in a situation, a fear of the unknown. It's like I don't know who these people are. I don't know what this is going to be. I don't know what my expectations are of me, of what, what do I expect? You know, it's all these things that go on in your head. Then you get there, you say hi to a few people, you meet a few people, people say I'm nice and they smile and laugh at my jokes and everything's fine. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, that's, again, conquering fears, is, that's part of what you have to do. Believe it or not, you have to make stuff up. You have to tell yourself things that may or may not be true and convince yourself of it. It's going to be okay. You, you, don't worry about it. Everything will be fine. So, so, but, but like t making things don't scare me. I know what it's like to make things. I know what it's like to fail miserably a lot. So I don't have a fear of that. I will try anything. Tools don't scare me. I, I've tried just about every tool on the planet. 
So if I do come across a tool, I don't know what it does or how it works. I can usually look at it, figure out the parts that are going to kill me, and then I can attack it. You're definitely the biggest tool on this podcast. I am. And the sharpest. The sharpest tool in the shed. Well just, said. Just so you don't know. I feels feels a little bit scared, but Bill and I have a deal is that I let him pretend that um, he's funny and then <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just I'm just saying. But all right. Um, but yeah, okay. so I didn't want to have honest, to step in, but you know, only we get to rip on I counted. Dates, so. Okay, seriously, I counted. I I'm a hugger. I give people hugs a lot. Yep. And yeah, I counted that Bill got two thirds more hugs from me than everybody else put together. Just so you know, I, I, I admire this person greatly. I think what you are doing in this fear of the unknown, going into a world that you've never been in before and you are conquering it, Bill, you are kicking major butt. And, um, just, just so you know, I, I actually really do like him a lot. And how can you not like somebody whose first name is Bill? Hello. We struggle with that every day, Lutz. We do. People don't know. They don't get it. No, it's I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a moment and get real on you. Thank you so much for your hospitality, because if Mr. Lutz there had not offered me a place to stay, I would not have been able to get to Maker Fair. Stop playing the violin, Tim. <laughs> for those of you who are not watching, Tim is, is miming playing the world's tiniest violin. <laughs> but if it were not for, I'm, I'm going to say this once because I only have to be on this podcast this week, and you guys have to live with him. <laughs> forever <laughs> if it were not for william lutz i would not have been at maker fair if i had not been at maker fair i would not be in the position i am now yeah i owe him a lot oh that is this true is the you one do and only mm -hmm. time i will admit it soak it up you know the only real fear honestly the only fear i have right now and i'm not kidding is that um you're talking to everybody on the planet and interviewing them for your mr jimmy thing and I haven't heard peep one from you, but that's fine. Do whatever you got to do. I wish you the best. I already told you I had to interview you. You never got back to me. No, it's not, that's not how it works. That is you exactly get a hold how it works. That's exactly how it works. What are you talking about? Oh, is it? I'm busy. I'm on a schedule. You need to slot yourself in. He's writing a book about Jimmy Duresta. If you want to be in the book about Jimmy Duresta, you need to call him back. <laughs> okay, I got it. Let me write this down. It's yes. not about me. No. Hey, okay, got okay. It. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm sorry for listeners of this podcast. Uh, being able to see Phil Pinsky's facial expressions is making this all really funny. Okay. Well, I I fear we've gone on a little too long about this. So uh, I want to I want to bring it. I don't think we've gone on too too long about the concept of fear. Though. I want to bring it back to something like so legit that that um that. Lutz just said a minute ago, though, about how he's used every tool on the planet and he can look at it and he can yes, size it. Good. And figure out it. Now, when we're talking about not having fear, I want to stress to maybe some people that aren't as experienced with tools as Senior Lutez over here that you need to have caution when using tools. There's a difference between fear and caution. Every tool in that workshop can, can maim or kill you. So you need to don't be fearful of using the tool, but use caution and make sure you understand how the tool works and how to hold it and how to use it. I'm yeah. going to uh, stress a point about that. I wasn't paying attention uh, last night as I was doing a, a roundover on a million slats for this coffee table, and uh, the, the router bit me. And uh, it was my first, first bit of blood in the, 
in the workshop. Oh, yeah? And, uh, yeah, the first time I got bit. And it's not too bad. It's just the tip of my finger here. But it, it, it gushed. And then I walked into the house. And my wife's like, what's that? And I was like, uh, nothing. <laughs> and I washed it and put a Band-Aid and then went back out to the garage. But, mm. yeah, pay a lot of freaking attention to 30,000 RPMs and, mm. uh, and, and, and I li- I like, have a good, healthy fear of it. I, I like the way you said that fear, uh, uh, Tim. It's not so much, you know, respect mm. is, is a good word to use. Uh, a healthy fear, I guess you guys covered that. And caution. Yeah, but just also just remember this: uh, something to help you get over maybe that fear of you know you, the the biggest safety thing we got is our you know between our ears, our brain, blah 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 blah. But you can, and I did it last night. You can hurt yourself with any tool, including a spoon, because <laughs> I mis I misjudged the the how far the spoon was in, and on the way out, I started biting down too quickly, and I bit my tongue. I mean, it happens. Yeah, and it hurt really bad, and it bled. So, it, <laughs> how just, did you bite your tongue? What were you eating that you needed to bite your tongue that hard with the spoon? <laughs> it's it's a when you get you get to be a certain age, you just everything is you have to use the same amount of force. It's just a, whether it's ice cream or it's a steak, you know. My motor skills just go right out the window. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I think you need to convert over to mush. I think you're old enough now. Yeah. I think you just started eating some mush. Yeah. If you're, if you're, hey, we just we got we got a uh, what is that? The Vita Blend, that that oh, eight thousand yeah. dollar blender. Yeah, Vitamix, yeah, we got one yeah. of those. Nine thousand. Vitamix. Nine thousand dollars. Yeah. We use that thing to grind coffee. Oh yeah. We use that thing to grind Luis Gonzalez coffee. Yeah, which I've been pestering him about every single day since I got home because I'm having withdrawals. I could imagine. I, I don't even want to try it because I know I'll just, nothing will it's, ever. It'll ruin your life. Yeah, yeah it's that good. <laughs> going off of what Mr. Lutz said, um, I learned everything that I know about tools and making things from YouTube. Because like I said, I didn't grow up with it. I had no instruction. Mm. By the time I got to high school, shop classes were gone. And if they weren't gone, they were for the the kids who weren't on the college track. you know. Mm. So I never got that experience. So when I got my first table saw, I watched a lot of videos about what not to do with a table saw because I didn't want to die. But mm. that was out of caution, not necessarily... Well, it started, I guess, okay, it's, it did start out as fear. And then I realized that the fear was actually making me less safe. Because if yeah. you were afraid of the tool, you know, sometimes what's called for with a table saw is you have to feed the piece at the, at the correct rate. And if you're scared of it, the second it starts giving you any trouble at all, your inclination is to back off, and then it'll actually kick back even faster. Or to speed up because you want to be done with it, you know. Right. And, you know, that's a, a really good point that, like, and this is something I tell my, my kids all the time is that, you know, fear is your worst enemy in a lot of ways. Because as soon as you're fearful that and the, that adrenaline kicks in, that fear adrenaline, now you're not being rational. Fear is an irrational behavior. And if you're not being rational, you're not going to make rational decisions. Decisions based on fear are going to be dangerous and probably wrong. So that's another yep. reason. And to- yeah, and, and zombies and rabid dogs can sense fear. Yes, and both of them are a huge concern of mine right now. Especially a, in the workshop. Just a caution, because I'm not fearful of them. I'm just cautious of them. <laughs> no, but oh, look, Phil has that look again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, great topic, guys. Let's move on. Um, <clears throat> I want to. I want to. Um, I'm going to go first this time for my my uh, video 
And before I do, I want to do something that Lutz normally does. I'm going to give somebody a shout-out. And the person I'm going to give a shout-out to is Paul Jackman, who I, uh, I actually thought I was subscribed to him, but as it turns out, I am not. So I'm a jerk, and I'm sorry about that, Paul. But he makes great videos, and, and he shows you what you can do in a very small shop. And he also, <laughs> this is the funniest thing I noticed, when he's working outside, he's got his sunglasses on top of his head. When he's indoors in his shop, he's got his sunglasses on. I was like, <laughs> all right. I don't know what that does. I just thought it was really funny. But uh, but he's Paul Jackman's awesome, and uh, you should check him out. And my YouTube link for the week is it's called uh, Franklin Woodworks, and I'm looking at building a desk. So these are the kinds of videos that are in my feed right now. And uh, this guy built a really really cool desk, and he used a tool that I hadn't seen before. I mean, I know what dowels are, but this is the Dowel Max Pro, whatever. This is like a 300, as I've learned. Is like a $350 dowel system, and I just thought it was really cool, and hmm. he shows you how to use it and stuff. So Never heard of it. That, that's my guy. Okay, um, yeah. well, I want one more thing about fear, and I thought this was ironic and funny. Real quick, um, I was a little bit fearful that we would talk about fear, of which Bill brought up weeks ago, just so we all know, but the Making It guys, who we love, Jimmy, Dave, and Bob, talked a little bit about fear, so I was afraid that we would be talking about the same thing they did okay anyway um i thought uh, uh so who I, I okay did you know did you know my I, I my shout out is going to meld into my video it's the shout meld process will happen so don't be afraid it'll be okay all right um yeah making geeks podcast is coming soon to an ear hole near you um, these are four of my favorite people, Mr. Wes Swain, Mr. Josh Price, Mr. Mark O'Keefe, and Mr., and I love saying his last name because it sounds like liqueur, but it's not. It's Sean Jolicure. Yes, that's right. Sean Jolicure. He has a YouTube channel out, and, and I've been subscribed to him for a while, and he's kind of revamped it, and he's got a few videos. Geek Builders on YouTube. You need to check him out. Sean is an amazing guy. I didn't spend near as much time getting to know him at Maker Fair as I would have liked to, but I did get to meet him, and it was uh, the pleasure was all mine. So check out Sean Jolicure, uh, Geek Builders on YouTube, and everybody... Pay attention. Know that it's coming. The Making Geeks podcast soon. That's I, I'm just learning about this now. That's exciting. I'm excited to to hear yeah, that. Yeah, that's great. I was gonna say Jolly Cur is French for uh, joyous heart, and I think that's what he's got. So it matches up well. Oh, I love him. That's awesome. <laughs> Sean also just uh, Sean just started writing for Make Magazine too. Oh yeah. Yeah, he saw one of my articles and he got in touch with me just asking about how I how I got into that. And so I pointed him towards my guy and now he's writing articles for them too. And I thought that was really cool. That's awesome. You know, that's so funny because I was thinking when you got the job, like anybody could do it. Now I know anybody could do it. <laughs> You're so not wrong. I'm going to call anybody it magazine too. Oh, man. That's funny. He's mostly kidding, dude. Don't take offense. Tim, what are you watching? Me? <laughs> uh, what am I watching? I am watching... I'm gonna I'm gonna mention a channel that I've mentioned before a long time ago on the podcast, but I'm gonna mention him again. And the channel is called Not Just Sawdust. And there's a link below Yay. because it's uh it's he's actually Portuguese, so the it's got two names. But uh so the link one is of my below. favorites, by the way. So, yeah, isn't he awesome, Garrett? Um, but so uh, 
Garrett's like my my clone slash twin brother over in Portugal, and uh, he has a musical background. He makes instruments. He's a pretty strict up cyclist, and uh, he just recently. I wonder, I wonder if that's why I've got the same like secondary crush on him as I do. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, we'll deal with that with your therapist. But um, so. <laughs> <laughs> One of Garrett's, he has two videos about it actually. Uh, he just made a stand-up bass, which is obviously near and dear to my heart, being as that's how I paid my bills for the most of my life. And uh, he made it out of a satellite dish, which is awesome because, and he he, he put oh, it cool. inspired. But so yeah, he had wanted to make this like he made like this two-string stand-up bass, and he used a satellite dish for the body. Which I just watched this video and I was just like. Why didn't I think of that? That's like my thing, man. <laughs> I, I, okay, I freaking love the collab. It. The co the collab video is you sitting in the chair playing that bass. Right, right. So should we ship the bass to America or the chair to Portugal, which is going to cost less? <laughs> Ooh, meet in the middle. Meet in the middle in Canada. Yeah, that's that sounds in the middle. <laughs> but. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so check that video out. It's great. And check out his other stuff, too. He just actually made a ukulele recently, too, which I've also made recently. We actually launched those videos on the same day, ironically, is when I made my CD uke. He made this, like, legit uke out of all. And the detail, the attention, awesome channel. Uh, strongly recommended. How about you, Bill? Awesome. All right. Well, in the tradition of this podcast and not having just one recommendation, uh, I do want to say thank you to two people real quick. Mm-hmm which is um, Luis Gonzalez, who you know as the Patreon saint of every podcast I've ever heard, mm. <laughs> who the whole weekend I was at Maker Faire, he was building me up saying, you know, your writing is excellent. You need to pursue it. It is a unique thing that you can do. It is your skill, and you need to make the most of it. And I think, in part, that is what gave me the, the courage to jump into this thing. And so thank you, Luis. You are incredible. You already know that. Anybody who's ever met you knows that, but a lot of people haven't. So Luis Gonzalez. Mm. And the other one is a guy named Carlos. Mm. Carlos, you can find over at Cactus Workshop. And Carlos mm. makes the most beautiful videos I have ever seen. Just from a filmmaking perspective, from a visual storytelling perspective, he just kills it every single project. Mm. Not all of his projects are complicated, but even when he's doing something simple like a chisel handle, the video is just, it's, it's funny and it's engaging, and I don't know how he does it, but he's been giving me a lot of tips about my own videos, so I owe him a lot. And that's why my last two or three videos have sucked less than the other ones. <laughs> so thank you, Carlos. <laughs> yeah. And finally, my recommendation is my good friend, Jared Hildebrandt. You can find him on YouTube at J.R. Hildebrandt and Company, I believe. Mm -hmm. Jared only has two videos out. He has a very new channel. He just had a son like two days ago. So congratulations, Jared. Uh, I know we're oh, going to see more from you in the future. In the meantime, you know, take care of your family, have fun spending time with your newborn, and I'm going to bother you every single day about when the next video is coming out. <laughs> I, I got to say, Jared's one of my favorite people as well. He's awesome. He's, He's also, a really good dude. He was also the winner yeah, of cool the, the Keith Decent Upcycle Challenge. That's that right, did. he is. He has my hammer made of nails. It's in his house somewhere. Keep that away from the baby. Don't let him touch that. <laughs> at least until after they get the tetanus shot then yeah. they can touch it at least two it's a shots. pacifier it's yeah. okay it's a pacifier <laughs> i don't even want to touch that thing <laughs> <clears throat> all 
All right. right. And and um, I will add that, you know, uh, Luis Gonzalez, yeah, he is a very special man, and uh, and we greatly appreciate him. That's Bill said it do. perfectly. Um, anybody that's ever met him knows he's amazing, and just got to let everybody that hasn't met him yet know he's amazing. Yeah. And, and Carlos is... Um, uh, cacti cactus workshop there. Yeah, his videos are phenomenal. Nice guy. Oh, definitely. I love them. Um, our channels on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Phil Pinsky. My YouTube is Jake and Emmy's dad. Uh, Tim. Uh, I'm Tim Sway on YouTube and elsewhere on the interweb. Sometimes there's a one. Sometimes there's an underscore. But you'll find me. Lutez. Uh, you know, I do have a YouTube channel, even though I haven't made a video in a thousand years. Uh, William Lutz on YouTube, William Lutz on Facebook, and other forms of social media has my name somehow in it. Mr. Lavolsi, how can anyone see your stuff and, and read your stuff? Well, you can find me at makezine.com slash author slash Bill Lavolsi. You probably can't spell that, though. So in that case, you can go to onecarworkshop.com, and I will link everything I've ever done. Good idea. Perfect. <laughs> Great. <clears throat> you can contact us for show topic suggestions or um, you know anything else that you like, either through email, which is info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, or hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. You can check out our website, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, and you can see all of our uh, past shows on there um and you can also leave comments if you like on itunes please leave us a review it really really helps in getting us a larger audience and ultimately that's what this is all about getting this message out to more and more people and the last point that i'm going to make is probably the most important and that is patreon.com slash reclaimed audio we need your help guys we're trying to put out this podcast week in week out and uh we need your support so whatever you can do to help we if I can donate a dollar and I don't have a job, you have a dollar somewhere. Find your dollar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks very much and have a great week. Bye, everybody. Yes, thank you and be good. Bye.